Welcome to episode 61 of the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Dan J. Gregory, and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes, and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answers to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Hello, and welcome to episode 61 of the Unstoppable Podcast. Today, I am tackling a very deep and important subject, the subject of money shame. When you look at your bank balance, do you feel uncomfortable? When you get your bills, do you just want to ignore them or hide them? Do you tend to compare your earnings to the perceived income of others? Do you usually think that your income or net worth is inadequate? In our more society, finding personal satisfaction with your financial position is difficult. We see on social media this message that you should earn more, have more, achieve more, and be more. And what you see is often a false sense of reality, this portrayal of who people are. And for many people, this leads to one of the most common emotions associated with money. Money shame. However, before I get personal and dive deep into this topic of money shame, something I've experienced myself, I'm going to be getting real personal and sharing my own story. But before we do that, I want to recap what's been going on in the podcast over the past week. So last Thursday, we had Mr. James Lavers, who rocked the mic and shared the philosophy of business freedom. We went deep into what it creates, what it takes, sorry, to create a leveraged business. James is able to work just two days per week on his fully online semi-automated business and he shared how he's managed to create that from leaving his corporate career behind in a similar industry to building a brand of his own online. And then prior to that on Monday I shared an episode called Where Are You Going in Life? And this was really about how to set long-term goals and chunk it down into the short-term objectives that are going to get you there. And I shared a worksheet that you can take away to use. So right now, let's kick back in into the money shame and there's good news and bad news. We all have money shame. No matter how much money you make or where you're from, everyone has money shame. I've worked alongside the rich and I've worked alongside the poor. Everyone experiences money shame at some point, and this comes at no surprise when what we see online and in the mainstream media is constantly reinforcing the message that we are only worth what the outside shows. So, are you ready to stop suffering from guilt, embarrassment, and shame about money? Today, we're going to get really into what it takes to create a positive, empowered money mindset. And let me tell you where this episode came from. And I touched upon it last Monday in my kind of tangent rant. And it really is a rage against all these people who go out online and say, you only listen, you should only listen to people who are rich. You should only listen to people who have money. This whole negative vibe that they're putting out there. What? Only listen to people with money? Where the heck does that come from? Think about this. Think about all the Ill illegitimate ways there are to earn money through hacking, drug dealing, smuggling, Ponzi schemes, scammers, embezzlement, fraud. Would you listen to those guys on how to make money? How to make money in this world? I don't think you would. Greatness is not about money. Greatness is about the results and the impact that you create. 
Now, I've learned things from monks who have no money. You know, I spent some time in Thailand and, and, and learned from people who have the least income on the planet, yet they are so wise, so insightful. And great leaders I've learned from where their financial worth had exactly no bearing on the life-changing advice that they bestowed upon me. Yet you can go online, and I remember there was this one guy just pumping out his financial statement. He had this in fairness, it was a big number, something like half a million dollars he'd earned, which was a big number and impressive. And, you know, of course, it drags the eyeballs. It brings people to him. He's using scarcity mindset to play to the scarcity uh, mindset of the people who follow him. And he's all about saying, you should only take advice from people who have money. Look at me. Look at me mindset. Yet you Google the guy's name, and the first two pages of Google are dedicated to rip-off reports, scam reports, people saying how this guy defrauds people of their money. So again, it's not about the money. If you're going to be illegitimately earning money and then going, look at me, listen to me as a, your guru, I've earned all this money, you should pay attention, let me show you how I did it, it's not necessarily the right thing to listen to. So you can tell I get pretty emotional about the subject. And the reason why, when I first started out in business, this whole concept of you must be successful or you should only listen to rich or you should only listen to the successful ones, it reinforced that belief inside that I am not good enough. It impacted my self-worth and it led to a belief that I needed to have money or a certain level of success before I could even get started. This is a surefire way to getting royally stuck. And I did get royally stuck. This stuff got into my head. And I'm sure some of you listening to this right now would experience that. You know, we're always bombarded with things that lead to us thinking, are we enough? Do I need to know more? Do I need to do more? Do I need to be more before I can even do something? Now, whenever you find yourself believing that you need more of something to get started, it's rooted in that unconscious belief that you're not enough. And all of this stuff you see online is really reinforcing this message and it's not doing us any good. It's not a positive, healthy message. I see it every single day. I've seen it today. People showing their bank accounts. Look at this. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. It's lowest common form of marketing. It's people selling hope, not practical results. Now, let's be clear. There are people who do use this form of marketing, showcasing results that they've created financially and they are totally legit. You can follow their systems, you can follow their methodologies, and you will create similar results if you learn how to do it in your business. The key thing is, though, are you coming from a place of scarcity or are you coming from a place of abundance when you approach those people? Because that type of marketing, when it's talking about, look at how much money I'm making, look how I make money, attracts often desperate people. These people are very, very good at selling hope to desperate people. And believe me, I know that because I've been one of those desperate people. For those of you who are new to the show, you know, if you listen to the first 10 episodes of this podcast, I really dive deep into the journey I've been on. And, you know, I had some struggles. I was in that desperate place. And those kind of messages appeal to you. Now, you want money desperately. You know, you've, you've got challenges. You've got bills to pay. So that's why that scarcity marketing, look at my money, works. But it's not necessarily the right thing. And it perpetuates that whole thing of, you should only listen to people with money. You should only listen to successful people. Now, if you're starting out in business and that's getting in your head, where the hell are you going to go? So, I'm going to get I'm going to get clear I'm going to clear some ground on this today and to explain why 
I'm going to use this episode to come clean. I'm hitting the vulnerability ejector seat button with only authenticity and integrity as my parachute. I'm going to open up big time today. I'm going to share some things that I've never shared before. I'm going to be revealing some of my own financial wounds and be very open and candid about some of my own particular circumstances right now. So the reality is often our current financial circumstances are as a direct result of our past decisions. In fact, any area of our life, any circumstances that we're experiencing right now in any area of our life are all as a result of decisions that we've made further upstream. And the reality is, in this case, I've made some pretty big financial mistakes over the last 10 years. In fact, lots of them. My decisions upstream in the past have resulted in my current predicament. And financially, what that looks like is £20,000 in unsecured debt. I have loans, credit cards, overdraft. I've never talked about this in public. Most people in my environment know nothing about this. Yet, I've been holding it inside, hiding in shame, hoping that no one will find out. And I've been unwilling to expose myself in order to preserve a certain image you know, in accordance with everything I've talked about so far, you know, you go on Facebook or Instagram and in this perfect life, this perfect life that gets presented to us, it leads to feelings of being trapped, incapable, you know, it has this adverse effect on our self-belief, it leads to feeling unworthy and these silly fears, fears that I won't be able to get clients because I have this debt, fear that I'll be judged by people. So I'd made the decision. I've been working with my coach on this money mindset piece. And I said, look, I'm just going to I'm just going to go out there and tell it as it is. And so be it. You know, if people don't want to work with me because I have debt or people don't want to come on my podcast because I have debt, then so be it. I'm coming clean. So today I'm telling you I have £20,000 of unsecured debt. I don't feel good about it. And today is about releasing that shame. And I'm here to help you too. And like I said at the beginning, we all feel it. We've all faced it. Whether you're honest about it and whether you allow yourself to feel it and experience it and deal with it is one thing. But today, I am giving you a way out. I am going to show you how you can overcome your money shame. And first of all, money shame is nothing to be ashamed about. If you've got shame about your shame, you're going to get in a vicious circle of very dangerous thinking. The reality is we have all made mistakes, or in my case, many mistakes. However, let's put it into context you know, some of the biggest and most profitable companies in the world have huge amounts of debt. You know, I came from a financial services background where it was in our interest to lend money to businesses that had the capability and potential of growing as a result of that debt injection, that capital injection. Companies like GE have 100, GE has $156 billion of debt, General Electric. Apple, Apple is based on $85 billion of debt. You'd all agree with me that Apple is a pretty significant, powerful, and profitable company. So, you know, next time you're in an iPhone, next time you think about buying an iPhone, are you going to reconsider it because there's debt in the background? You're not going to reconsider it. And that is my point here, coming clean. At the national level, the biggest economies in the world, the US has over $17 trillion of external debt. The United Kingdom has just over $9 trillion of external debt. Germany, one of the most strongest economies historically over the last few years, $5.5 trillion of external debt. And by the way, if you have debt and you want to feel a bit better, 
then know that former rogue trader Jerome Curviel, I don't know if you've heard of him, he has $4.9 billion of personal debt as a result of his rogue trading activities. And again, using the analogy right at the beginning of the show, do you want to listen to people who have money? Well, he doesn't have very much now. He may have done when he was doing his rogue trading activities, and you could have thought he was some financial guru, but actually now he's been jailed, he's now out of jail, but he has $4.9 billion of personal debt. That's more than the national debt of a small country. So, as I was saying, we've all made mistakes. But the key is, making financial mistakes does not make us bad people. Making financial mistakes does not make me a bad person, nor does it make me unworthy. I simply made some poor decisions in the past. Keyword here, past. You see, shame grows when we stay silent. You judge yourself harshly for your mistakes. And staying on the path of shame will mean that your past decisions will keep you trapped and will reinforce the feelings of low self-worth. And your mistakes of the past will continue to play out in the present as a result of failing to deal with them. So, what you believe about yourself is exactly what you will live out. Your mind is seeking evidence for everything that it believes. For example, if you believe you'll never get out of debt, you'll look for the proof or evidence that you will never get out of debt. If you believe you're not good with money, then you'll live this out and look for evidence to back up that belief. That's not very productive. When you change what you believe, you change your results. Underneath the lid of money shame is the toxic beliefs of I'm not worthy and I'm not enough. And these are two of the most debilitating, not disabilitating, debilitating beliefs of mankind. And they're extremely common. And I'm sure you, yes, you listening in your ears right now, I'm sure you've experienced one of those or both in the past or even right now. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. They're the most common fears of mankind. And there's all kinds of reasons for why we experience those. I'm not going to go into the reasons why today. Um, I may do that in the future so you can get a deeper understanding. But the thoughts of unworthiness will cost us our happiness and they will take us off our game in life and in business. So you have to choose to believe that you are worthy. You are enough. Your net worth does not equal your self-worth, but your self-worth equals your net worth. Let me say that again. Net worth, your net worth does not equal your self-worth, but your self-worth equals your net worth. When you start with your self-worth, you create your net worth. So it's really important we work on this inner money game. So what does that mean? How you feel about your finances will impact how you earn, spend, save, and ask for money. Too often we equate our value with money. We equate our own personal value with money. Yet your value is priceless. Your value is priceless. I don't have to have money before I can feel worthy. I'm already valuable and so are you. The mistakes of my past have exactly no bearing on my present ability or future potential. Again, the same is true for you. So, it's how we feel and respond to money and debt that matters. It's simple for me to say this but it's not easy to make a change. After all, how many of us were taught skills and tools for understanding, growing, and managing our money? As a young child in school or as an adult, 
did you ever have a financial education on an emotional level, on a practical level? I didn't, and I doubt that you did either. Yet money plays a huge part of our lives, but we simply were not taught how to grow and manage our money, how to understand our feelings about it, or how to talk about it. So it's no wonder why so many of us experience money shame at some point in our lives. So what's the solution? How do we bust out of this money shame? Is it tough love? Nope, it's not tough love. Money shame means that you already have emotional wounds. Now think about any time in your life where you felt deeply emotional, whether it's a relationship breakup or some other emotional wound, has there been a time where you get a kicking in those circumstances where it helps? No, tough love, unless it drags on and becomes pervasive and persistent. You know, I've been in a situation where I dwelled upon a breakup for far too long. Then you might need a bit of tough love. But at the beginning, tough love is self-directed violence and it's totally unhelpful. I've tried it and it creates, in this instance, in money, when it comes to money, it creates even greater resistance. It deepens the wound. What we need is a little more empathy and compassion with ourselves. Given that this is all about self-love and self-worth, self-love is what we need. So the first step to change in this case, the first step to bust out of our money shame is to give ourselves a little love. But before we can do that, it's important to confront the truth. Step one in creating change is to confront the truth. So I've already told you, being £20,000 in debt, I don't know what that is in dollars for my American listeners and listeners around the world, it's enough. It's enough debt for me, and it's it's been frustrating. And to me, it's a uh, restriction on my freedom. You know, I always have to worry about paying that debt. I want I want to eliminate it. You know, I haven't been focused on doing it, but right now I'm totally focused. And up until this point, to be quite frank with you, I've been avoiding the truth. I've been focused on other things. I've been burying my bills. I haven't been looking at my bank statement. I've been ignoring my creditors, ignoring reality, and avoiding the problem. Somehow I managed to pay off my student loan, which happened to be the lowest interest of all of them, but I still have this 20 grand of unsecured debt. So avoiding it as a strategy clearly hasn't worked. You know, I've been making money in my business at different levels, but I haven't been paying off my debt. And there's been times in my business, if we're talking about being vulnerable and authentic, you know, you guys know this, as I've talked about in the past. When I first got started, there were some serious challenges. And even now, you know, it, consistency is key. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. I'm being authentic and vulnerable here. I'm telling the truth. Whether that puts you off ever working with me, so be it. I'm here to be authentic and to share what I believe is it's designed to help you overcome your money shame. So firstly, number one, the first thing I have to do is confront the truth, confront reality, stop hiding from it, get super clear, getting super clear on how much I owe. And what this did was brought almost instant relief and it enabled me to see a way forward. You see, you can't get where you want to go unless you know where you're starting from. Last Monday, I talked about the difference between a long haul flight and a short haul flight. Both start with a takeoff time. You can't jump on the plane and get anywhere until you know where you're starting from. Step one, confront the truth. Take a look at where you stand. And you might avoid looking at your debt too and believe it's better to not look at it. But trust me, what you resist will persist and it will grow bigger. So find out exactly what you owe and create a game plan to pay it off. Now, you might be listening and thinking this, well, I haven't got any debt, but I still feel this money shame thing. So let's get to the root of it. What is the truth? Why are you feeling money shame right now? Is it because you're not earning enough? Is it because you feel like you need to provide more for your family? What is the truth? 
Let's get 100% clear on exactly where you are, get clear on the numbers. It's the first powerful step to lightening the load of shame, regardless if you have debt or not. Number two is to release the shame. Famed researcher Brené Brown says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three ingredients to grow exponentially. Number one, secrecy. Number two, silence. And number three, judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. So here I was, shrouding myself in secrecy, silent and judging myself. What did I say the answer is today? Is it tough love? No, it's not. It's empathy. Empathy is an antidote for shame and vulnerability is a measure for courage and change. In order to release our money shame, we have to let go of the fear of being exposed. As I said, even in my business, I had this deep-rooted belief that if I was to expose myself for the debt I carry, that people wouldn't want to do business with me. Now, that's absolute BS. I remember being quite recently at a business event where the keynote speaker talked about his £100,000 worth of personal debt that he's now paid off, but he built his business whilst having that debt so that he could pay it off. This is where vulnerability is a necessity. When a person initially feels shame about something, it seems almost inconceivable that they would ever reveal the truth to others. However, this in this case is exactly what is required to let go. And already just talking to you through, I can't even see you. You're, I'm in your ears <laughs> just talking to you today about my own situation. I'm feeling it leaving my body. So find someone you trust and someone who's earned the right to hear your money story. Sharing your money shame with someone you trust will allow you to release the emotional hold that it has upon your life. You need someone who will listen and not give advice unless you ask for it. This is purely for your release. To let go of the emotional hold that money shame has upon you, you've got to let it go. And this comes from sharing it. And by the way, this is me sharing with you right now as my compassionate witness. So you need to now go and find your own compassionate witness, whether it's a loved one, a dear friend, an accountability partner, someone who will not judge you, someone who will openly listen and enable you to release this and get it off your chest. Here's five things to, t- I'm going to, st- five statements that I will use to release my own shame. I encourage you to come up with your own or use the same. I'm willing to give up my shame. I give myself permission to let go of my money shame. I release all of my money shame. I am worthy exactly as I am. Abundance is my new natural state of being. Step three, forgive yourself. Remember, we've been talking about past mistakes. The chances are that you've made a few financial decisions in the past that you wouldn't have made if you were faced with the same choices today. But holding yourself hostage to past mistakes will simply ensure that you stay stuck. No amount of beating yourself up or spending time and energy on regret will change the past in any area. But deciding to forgive yourself and move forward will enable you to take control and create a new financial future today. It's time to let go and to forgive. So say out loud, I forgive myself. I release the past. I release my shame. Each day is a new opportunity. I choose to create a new reality. Forgive yourself. Number four, rewrite your money story. I learned that money is just another rosebed within life's garden. We might feel the sting of the thorns once in a while, 
But when we tend to our garden with love, care, and patience, it will blossom. So replace those habitual feelings of shame by developing new positive money beliefs. The key is to reverse your negative thoughts and create new positive beliefs about money and begin to look for the specific proof that your new belief is your new reality. So what are your new money beliefs? What are your new money beliefs? Start by identifying your current negative thoughts around money and then write out the opposite as your new beliefs. For example, I've shared some throughout today's episode, but to be clear, I had some negative money beliefs around what I could charge in my business as a result of the money shame I was carrying about my debts. I had some negative beliefs around my ability to start a business and getting clients as a result of the debt I was carrying. So what do these negative beliefs look like? I must be financially successful before I can build a business. I do not feel worthy of charging high prices. I feel guilty charging high prices. So I created my own new transformational truths, new positive beliefs about money. They go as follows. I have the abilities, expertise, and talents necessary to facilitate incredible results for my clients right now. My products and programs and services are unique, special, and something that my ideal clients actively want to invest in. I am worth it. And three, what I offer my clients is worth at least 10 times what they invest. And when I talk about looking for evidence, you know, when it comes to my own investment in myself, you know, I've invested a lot of time and money in my own development. Therefore, I know and trust in the return that's available when other people do that. You know, and I track all the results of my clients and, you know, I, I encourage you to do the same. Look for those supportive, positive um, evidence to support your new beliefs. So these are my four steps to overcoming money shame. Confront the truth, release the shame, forgive yourself, and rewrite your story. You are worthy. So I hope this episode has been incredibly useful for you. It's been completely cathartic for me. I feel released. You know, over the last few weeks, I've been through some amazing processes. You know, I'm going deep so that I can help you at the deepest possible level. This is really about helping you to become unstoppable in business and life. I want to remove one obstacle at a time so you can go after your dreams and your goals and smash through all the barriers that hold you back and live the life that you want to live. This is about unleashing your greatness, building your empire, making your impact, and living your ultimate life. You know, that outro that I say every single time. This is what it's all about for me. It's about taking those barriers, knocking them out of the park. Let's get you moving forward. So I hope this has been very useful. If you have found this useful, please do share it on social media. Please do come over to iTunes or your chosen podcast platform. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show. Come over to danjgregory.com. Check out the show notes. Do come and subscribe to the newsletter. I know that's a whole bunch of things I've just told you to do, but simply go over to danjgregory.com and check out what's going on. All the instructions are over there for you on the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Coming up this week on Thursday, the next episode is with Lazo Freeman. Lazo Freeman is known as the highest paid personal trainer in the United Kingdom. He is responsible for creating some phenomenal body transformations of some of the highest paid and wealthiest individuals in London. He is an incredible human being. He's got some amazing advice. And in this episode, we're going to dive into what it takes to create true mental and physical transformation so you're going to want to tune in on thursday a lot of the topics over the last few weeks have been business related we're going into the mindset again on thursday and we're going into how to improve your body it's going to be a fascinating episode tune in on thursday 
I appreciate you as a listener. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, go out there, unleash your greatness, build your empire, make your impact, and live your ultimate life. You are unstoppable. <laughs>